We're live and we're in a mood. We're in a mood, but um, we're working through it. You know, there's a lot to get to today. Thank you for your patience in waiting two weeks. It, I mean, is there anything more on brand than me launching a new podcast and then taking the exact second week off? Um I I honestly thought I was going to be able to record in Italy, but then I was like, wait, I really need to be like in my zone and in my safe space. However, all that is kind of thrown out the window today because I had like two mini crises right before I had to press live. I have to say, it's interesting recording this live because I can't really, you know, work around my own emotional needs but yeah basically like I it's so boring like there's no reason to explain it but like there's the lighting in this room is not working properly so it's a little darker than I like it to be and I use usually I'm not that specific with my needs but I have this like childhood recurring nightmare where I'm in a room and I go to turn the lights on and they don't work. And has anyone else had that? I need to know because it's, it's something that I've had it a lot. It's so, it's like the scariest thing in the world when it happens. It always, it's, I'm usually in like my childhood bedroom and I just can't get the lights on. And I'm like, am I that afraid of the dark that that is like this really scary thing? Anyway, so like dim rooms. Even though I know they're like a mood, I need lights. I need bright. Anyways, welcome back to my pleasure. Love starting off the first two minutes with complaints. Um, welcome. <laughs> I'm like all flustered. Um, so let's get to it. I actually want to start really quickly with something that just popped up for me. Like, right, another thing that just popped up right before I recorded. Spoiler alert, it's negative. I wonder if I'm in a bad mood. I'm not. I'm actually not. But I think we have to, as a culture, move on from the term photo dump. We're not, we're not doing that anymore. Okay. Like, I'm not going to see dump alert on your Instagram carousel posts. I don't want to see that. I'm not going to do it. Actually, I don't care what you do. I'm not going to do it. I've never done it, I don't think. But I just think, like, as a culture, the word dump, like, I don't think we need it in, like, our expressing ourselves and cuteness. I'm such a hater. I can't believe I'm starting off in a hater mode. All right. Okay. I'm going to my notes. So... We have a lot of topics today. Uh, let's just start with a full body scan to kind of like figure out who we really are. So, um, my head actually feels totally fine. My nose is like a little runny, which always brings me anxiety. Um, and then my neck is good, which is always a miracle. I, lived for like three years with chronic neck pain. So every time I check in with my neck and it's okay, I'm like just very grateful. Um, going down, stomach is good. No stomach pain. Don't feel really bloated. I had a big lunch 
And I know it's already 7 p.m., but like, I still feel full from lunch. Like I had it, I made myself egg salad, which is so ugly. Like that's so not hot to eat egg salad. And there's something about making it yourself too, which it's like, it's not even like, oh, I was at the airport and I had to grab egg salad. It's like, no, I, I, this was premeditated. I bought the ingredients. I pulled them out of the fridge one at a time. I made the egg salad. I ate it. Um, I actually ate it just plain. Like sometimes I'll dip tortilla chips in it or maybe like put it into a wrap. But um, today I I just got nervous. I'm like, can you guys hear me? But I just need to push and believe. Um, I ate it plain. And I'm like, is that even grosser? Possibly. Okay, so... Full body scan, stomach is like lightly bloated, but good, not in any kind of pain. Hips are good right now, but honestly, I typically have this like weird SI joint thing when I lay down at night. Glad I'm not feeling it now. Just another lovely thing to be grateful for. Um, yeah, knees, head, shoulders, knees and toes, all intact, all happy. Okay, let's move forward. So... Um, there's a topic today that I want to touch on that came up over the weekend, which is flexing versus not flexing. Now, what do I mean by this? Like you ever go out and maybe you run into someone, you know, or someone you don't know, and it feels like all they're doing is flexing. Like they're just dropping names. They are bragging about their recent travels. They are um, just kind of almost to the point where you feel like they're rubbing things in your face. Now, I know a lot of people like this. I think I have to say everyone does, right? Like I have a relative like this. I have an ex like this. I have a co-workers like this, like people who just are flexing on flexing on flexing, like they just, they're addicted to the flex. And obviously it is obnoxious. It can be annoying. It reeks of insecurity. Like I will say at least like at age 34, like when someone is flexing on me, it does not make me feel insecure. It really, I think it's like at this point pretty much impossible for me to feel insecure when someone is flexing because I know I know what it means when you're flexing because whenever I I always ask if I've ever flexed which obviously flexing just means like bragging, right? But I like saying flexing because it's like kind of more aggressive, but Whenever I have been in a situation where I feel the need to flex, it's because I feel insecure. It's because I feel like I'm around people who are better than me. It's because now I don't think I have done this in a long time. And if I have like, ew, but I know that it's coming from a place of insecurity. So I'm always like trying to feel for that person when they're flexing hard in front of me, unless it's the one family member who is the world's biggest flexor who I just think is absolutely the worst person I've ever met, but we're not going to go into detail. Um, but I know if my mom is listening, she knows who I'm talking about. Okay. So now there's two sides to this coin. You guys, 
it's flexing versus not flexing. And sometimes not flexing is also not great. And I worry that I have leaned way too far the other way and like I never flex. Like I, I'm almost like too quiet, too private. And I, I noticed this because people will ask me what's going on with me. People will ask me, what do I do? Like just really like normal, healthy human conversational questions. And I get shy and like, I don't want to answer. And I give literally like the worst, most puniest answer possible. Like if someone asks me what I do, I actually, that's like a whole other topic. I'm like, I don't know what to say anymore. I don't think, first of all, I will, my least favorite thing to say is actor. Cause then it's like, well, what are you in? But you know, th- which I just, I'm over answering that question. And it's like, just kind of embarrassing. I don't know. Um, but also saying podcaster, that's like still a new job, <laughs> but maybe that's me again. I'm like so anti flexing that I believe that my main job right now is like, not even a known enough job for me to tell people about it. But anyways, like my whole point is that I think I've leaned way too far into not flexing and I don't actually know what the perfect balance is. And I'm kind of on that journey. I'm like challenging myself right now, like, and almost like seeking accountability from the universe. Like, how do I balance that? How do I go into a conversation and actually like share about my life, but not feel like I'm bragging and not feel also like I'm like dimming myself down, which I really, I really do it a lot. Like I'm really kept, I'm this, oh my God, like I'm being so honest right now. Like I can't believe I'm admitting to this to so many people. Also side note, it's so funny. I'm recording this live to all you guys. And then it's going to go out to everyone who listens to it on Thursdays. And literally I'm like, Dave, I need privacy. You need to get out of here. <laughs> but you know, it's like when I'm talking, I want to be by myself. That's what I like to talk the most being alone, being alone. So yeah, I need to figure out what that will look like. And I'm also just curious for you. Like, do you, f- why am I asking you guys questions like you can talk back? That's so stupid, but also not because you can maybe like get inspired and make a TikTok on the topic and share whatever you want to do. But yeah, I don't really know. I wonder if like right now, I'm like, should I as a, as a, a test to myself, like say a flex, but I don't want to. It makes me uncomfortable. So maybe next week. Um, okay. So I went to Italy. We ought to talk about it. And I went to Italy with my hot girlfriends who are my favorite friends. Sorry to all other friends. The hot girls are the winners. They're the ones that got me to leave the country. That's how much I like them. I have to say, oh, somebody asked me on Instagram, Italy, smash or pass? I got to say smash. I really liked Italy. I think, and it took me a while to like make that decision, like, the first few days, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. Did I really need to do this? Like, 
And I do think ultimately it was about the company like that. The headline for me is like, oh my God, traveling with friends is the way to go because it's like you get built in social hangs all day and like concentrated hangs, which is really important to me. Like that's such a, it almost has like a sleepover energy or like sleepover camp, which I never did when I was little because I was too afraid to leave my parents' house. So I feel like I'm at 34 getting to like engage in that vibe. Um, but Italy is definitely a smash for me. Like I really overall liked it. Now, if you're like into knowing about the stuff, I went to the Amalfi Coast, which is supposed to be like the most beautiful place on earth. Everyone told me that. And then I went to Rome. And final thoughts are I could really do without the Amalfi Coast. That's right. That's right. The most beautiful place on earth. I don't think I need to see it again. Now, that said, I had a great time. And if my friends who went with me like were like, let's go every year to the Amalfi Coast, the same way we, I'd be like, okay, I'm down. I, but that would be just to hang out with those people and eat the food, but not necessarily like because I had some magical relationship with the Amalfi Coast because I learned something I've always known, but I relearned I'm not a beach girl. Okay, like, I'm really not going to get in the water. I'm really not going to get in the sun. I'm not going to have a martini or whatever we all drink at the beach. Like, I'm not a beach girl. I, and that's okay. And that doesn't mean that I didn't go to the beach one day and enjoy it. And we also went on a boat and I literally went in the water, whatever body of water that is if it's like a sea or an ocean I'm not sure um does that make me stupid no it doesn't it makes me so cool that I think I'm above knowing what body of water is off the Amalfi coast that's a flex okay hey talking about my Italy trip is a flex good job Esther I'm proud of you oh wait I have to go back to the flex conversation because there's actually something really important I forgot. There is a world where I actually enjoy when other people flex because I actually think what I do is worse than the people who are bragging because sometimes like people can then walk away from a conversation with me and know nothing new about me. They they're not not interested in who I am. I didn't entertain them with fun stuff. Like it's actually so much more fun to go to a party and hear someone talking about like, oh, I was, you know, I was with Elon Musk till 6 a.m. last weekend. Like even though that's a pretty obnoxious flex, it's actually really cool and exciting. And like if you were with Elon Musk last weekend, I want to I want to know. I actually want to know. And so I can't believe I forgot to get to this, but like, I think my moral of the story is like, I'm semi pro flexing. Like at the end of the day, I think I prefer you to brag than to not brag. Now that doesn't apply to everyone because some people are so obnoxious. Again, we're going back to the family member. <laughs> this is, I'll say whatever. 
Um, but yeah, I think overall, I'd rather you entertain me with what's going on with you. And I'd rather you be proud of yourself than just like completely be quiet and like be too embarrassed or whatever, which is again, what I lean towards. Anyway. Okay. Back to Italy. So, uh, Amalfi coast, you know, it is what it is. Rome, however, that is, I think, the way I like to travel. I want to go to the big city. Take me to your New York City. That's what I want to see. That's where I want to eat. That's where I want to go into little stores. Like, that's where I want to walk till my feet burn. Um, so Rome has definitely ignited my interest in potentially going to a place like Paris or Copenhagen, you know, like a big city. I think that's just, to me, that's what excites me. It reminds me of when I first went to New York when I was younger. Like, I just feel that energy and I don't know, like, I think because I am so lonely on the inside, I really like being around, and please forgive me for using this term, please, please, the hustle and the bustle. I do. I like it. Bring me your hustle. Bring me your bustle. I'm at peace. And in fact, I remember, I feel like the nights in my life where I've slept the absolute best were when I was in college, which was oddly enough the worst time of my life, but when I was in college and I lived above a loud bar, one of the most popular bars, one of the craziest bars on campus when I was at University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign. And to paint the picture, yes, that is a Big Ten school. Yes, that is a wild fraternity, sorority. Can you imagine me, by the way? Like, it was not okay. And I lived above the most popular bar Side note, I don't think I ever even stepped into a bar on college, in college. Also, the thing about our college was you could get into bars legally if you were 19 years old, which is so shady. So everyone went to bars. Um, but anyways, I slept the best I had ever slept. And I think even since then, when I lived above the bar, because I just loved hearing people exist and people being alive and having fun I don't know why that just like nurtures me to sleep is that a phrase um I think it might have to do with the fact that when I was younger literally at 9 p.m sharp my parents were out cold and so like that feeling of being the last one awake oh I hate it oh I hate it oh my God, or being at the sleepover and everyone else is asleep, but you're like still wide awake and you want to still have fun and keep it going. But like everyone's asleep. Hate it. Worst feeling. In fact, I think that's like why me and Dave are such a good match because he is a night owl. He will stay up till 4 a.m. And then I, I can fall asleep peacefully, like knowing he's awake and partying, you know, just in the other room. Partying means, I think, reading, by the way. Um, yeah, that is a really peaceful thing for me, going to bed while others are having fun. It's like the opposite of FOMO. It's like promo? No, it's not that. It's something, though. 
Um, I lost my train of thought. So that's good for podcasting live. Oh my God, we were already at 20 minutes. Have I said anything? I'm still so nervous about the room being dim, by the way. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were talking about cities. I liked Rome. What did I like about Rome? I liked that I could walk, that I could be stimulated, that people looked cute around me, that I was with my friends. I loved eating pizza and pasta and I kind of did it in the best way possible because gosh it really was like a big learning experience for me eating there because I was like eating my most favorite indulgent foods but I was doing it in a large group setting right like having fun with friends and in a new, very stimulating environment. So it wasn't, it was almost like I re, is it retrained? I don't know. Like I just, I normally when I would eat those foods and not all the time, but like, I think most commonly it's like there's shame around it, right? I'm like eating a bowl of pasta that I ordered off Postmates and I'm by myself. And it's like this shameful thing that is, naughty and I shouldn't be doing it or I like oh shit I just ordered dominoes and I'm disgusting and I got cinna sticks or whatever they're called and is that what they're called yeah um not as good as Sydney minis from Burger King but still pretty good lots of icing I instead of eating those favorite foods in a sad way I ate them in like the most positive way ever where I was laughing, having fun, having really great conversations with my friends. Again, like being stimulated by a new environment. And so I think that was probably the most positive experience for me was like eating those foods and it not being a bad thing. So like retraining myself to enjoy indulgent foods and not feel shame around it. It's so basic, but it's also really not. It's actually like diet culture. It's fucked us all up and we need help from other countries because here in America, we've ruined it for ourselves. Well, they ruined it. Corporations ruined it for us. Um, so another thing that happened while I was in Italy with the hot girls is they I think caught me really aggressively, constantly, actually just a little bit doing, engaging in negative self-talk. I could feel myself doing it at times. And it wasn't until like the end of the trip where the girls kind of brought it up and I couldn't tell if maybe they had like had a little side meeting where they were like, we need to like encourage her not to do that. Or if it just came up organically, I don't know. I Either way, I'm really glad they did because I was feeling it that I was doing it. And I think I needed that little pep talk for my friends. So let me explain to you what I'm talking about. Like Literally just saying things like, oh my God, I'm so ugly, or ugh, I look gross, or ugh, I'm bloated. Or, by the way, I didn't say I was bloated, but that's a really good example, because that is definitely something that I would say privately to Dave. But I'm pretty sure I didn't say that to my friends. <laughs> I just said it to my my uh, romantic partner. No big deal. But, yeah, like, 
I noticed myself saying those things. And I also noticed I didn't hear my friends saying those things. And when you're the only one engaging in the negative self-talk, it's a lot more clearer. It's just like you really see it. You really hear it. You really feel it. You're like, wait, because when you say I'm so ugly and then it's not like other people are like, I'm ugly too. Or like, oh yeah, I feel gross. Like then you're kind of like, oh, we're all in this little community of hating ourselves and it's so normal and we're just normal people. But when you say those things and the other people around you don't also say them, they kind of like land harder and you feel them more and you're like, oh, ew, that's not good. But anyways, like I'm so grateful my friends kind of pointed it out and they were just like, hey, like I would never say that. They're like, I would never say something like, I'm bloated or I'm, I'm not good enough or, and I think just hearing, hearing them say that made me realize that it is possible that I could eradicate negative self-talk from my life. Now, this is not a new concept. Everyone knows don't talk down to yourself. Don't have negative thoughts about yourself. We all know that, but it's so much harder to implement than just knowing it. Like you have to train yourself and I don't know how to do that yet. I think me just like, again, sharing it with you guys is how I'm having the universe hold me accountable maybe. And also hoping that you guys will, um, either hoping that you're like, hell yeah, I don't do that. Or you're like, oh my God, I do that. And you're pointing it out and I realize it and I don't want to do it either. But yeah, it's not, it's not good. It's, it doesn't make me feel good. And it, again, it's the kind of thing where you don't realize the damage that you're doing. Like when I say, "Ugh, I'm so ugly. Don't take my picture. Like it seems harmless in the moment. It just seems like, oh, I'm just humble or something. And it's so much worse than that. And it's, it's, you're, I'm going to believe it. And then I'm going to feel that way and believe I'm that way. And then that doesn't help me in my life. Like it actually helps me so much more to just be like, oh, I'm beautiful. Take my picture. What, who does that hurt, dude? Who does that hurt to just say to your group of friends, I'm beautiful. Take my picture. I get it. It's cheesy. It's embarrassing. It's like self-absorbed, whatever, but like, you're going to feel better And especially if you're with people you're comfortable with and like, they're going to love it too. They're going to be proud of you. And yeah, let's take your picture. You're beautiful. Now on that like same topic, I actually have a life lesson that I think works pretty well that I want to share with you guys. That's kind of in the same vein, but also kind of different. Sometimes I feel like I really don't like certain things about me crazy, right? Crazy concept. Like sometimes I look at my face and I'm just like, what is that? And not like, oh, there's something on my face. No, I, my actual face. What is that? What is that face? Like what? Not all the time. More often than not, I'm very confident. I love myself, but sometimes it's just like, I see my face and I'm like, this is so embarrassing. Oh my God, please tell me that's not my face. It's so embarrassing. But then I've learned to take that and flip it and be like, oh, 
My face is ugly and embarrassing. Okay, how much cooler is it that I am going to go out, live my life, pursue my dreams with a face that I think is ugly? Cool. That's... Scarlett Johansson can go and be a movie star. Big deal. She's beautiful. Who cares? But if I, Esther Pavitsky, with a face that I don't love, can go out there and make a movie and do stand-up and take pretty pictures, like, cool. Like, that's way more impressive. I did all that and I didn't even think I looked that good. So I know it's kind of two conflicting ideas, like, avoid negative self-talk but if you can't because sometimes you can't and you're just like oh I hate how I look just like own it be like again I'm talking to myself here but it's like okay your face is weird who who cares go and pursue your life and live your life because it doesn't matter you're a speck of dust in the grand scheme of things. So just do whatever you want. And if somebody along the way says, hey, you're too ugly to be doing what you're doing, be like, buongiorno, and keep moving. (laughs) That was my state of the union on my fucking face. But it is a way to get your insecurities to motivate you in life, I think. Okay, let's tell a story. Let's tell a quick story. I'm inspired by last week because, or two weeks ago, because I told a story about my early days in LA and I have another one. It's not as good. Well, I shouldn't say that, negative self-talk, but it's quick. Um, so this is a story of the very first friend I ever made in LA. And of course, I met her on Twitter. I met a lot of people on Twitter, by the way. Like, which is, I think, a really good thing. I think it's something that seems funny at first, but then you're like, wait, nowadays, I meet so many people on TikTok. I meet people on Instagram. I've also weirdly become, like, actually friends with a girl who runs, wait for it, she runs a Kim Kardashian fan page. And somehow, me and this girl, like, I just, like, we just really get along. That's right. People who run super fan accounts of celebrities, those are my people. So let's talk about this girl that I met. So it was 2009, April of 2009 to be exact. I was 21 years old. I had just dropped out of college, um, completely disappointed my parents, scared them out of their minds. And... I was on Twitter. I think I was even on Facebook too, like trying to meet people, you know, before I had even moved here, I think, like just kind of curating like an LA vibe on social media in 2009. And I'm, and I found this girl. I think I can't remember who followed who first, but she was really pretty. I really liked her picture. I liked her tweets. I thought she was funny and interesting and she was really commenting a lot about her life in LA. And so obviously I was really drawn to that because even to this day, I'm still really drawn to like anyone who comments on LA culture, even if it's just like got this smoothie today. Like I think there's a reason why that's so popular on TikTok, like air one smoothies, because 
I don't know if it's just like growing up as a girl who read Us Weekly and like thought the coolest thing in the world was a picture of Paris Hilton eating pink berry. So like, that's just, that is not leaving my body. Like that is with me and till my last day. Like I just think LA culture is exciting, whatever. So sue me. I'm just a fucking loser from the Midwest. Um, so this girl was commenting on LA culture a lot. And so I really liked her stuff. And, uh, and I think now that I'm explaining this, I definitely followed her first. <laughs> she followed me back. I probably replied to her stuff and, you know, it was just like cute, like cool women doing their thing. I mean, I was 21. I was not a cool woman by any stretch. Like I was still just like an idiot child. And I think I, you know, I, we were DMing and I was like, Hey, I'm actually moving to LA and we're like, awesome. We're going to get lunch. Now, when I meet people on social media today in 2022, we don't just like get lunch right away. Like that's not a thing I do anymore. You know, we DM if there's like a thing to do specifically, but I don't really need to like meet people in person to solidify them in my life. I think the world has just changed. Um, since then, where knowing someone on social media is like enough, like you don't really need to meet in real life, but maybe that's not a good thing. Anyways, we get lunch. It's like probably my first two weeks being in Los Angeles and, um, it's great. I really like her. I like her a lot. I'm like, we, we are, we're vibing. She's fun. She's cool. She's been in the city a little bit longer than me. She seems like she really knows her way around. And I get home and I'm like, oh, I want to like know more about her. You know, I really liked her and she had a website I noticed. And so I go to her website and there's this paragraph and it's like about me, like welcome. And it's like, by the way, this was back when people had websites. I guess people still have websites. I don't know what I'm saying, but they kind of don't. Like, I don't have a website, but I kind of want one. Anyway, so she has this, like, about me page on her website. I swear this is going somewhere. It's like, you'll never guess where it's going, by the way. You just, if you want to, if you're not listening to this live, you should pause it. Think for five seconds where this could be going. You'll never guess. I'm on her site and it says she's a, you know, like an actress about me. It's like, I'm something to the extent of like, I'm just living my life in LA, pursuing my dreams. I recently had some drama in the press that I would like to move forward from. And I don't want to, you know, deal with the press in negative ways. And I'm like, what? Picture me like squinting, hunched over, like, what the fuck is she talking about? Like, I love this girl, but like, she's not famous. She's not in the press. She doesn't have a recognizable name. Like, is she crazy? Oh no, she's crazy. Like, what is going on? So obviously, next step, I Google her. Probably should have done it before lunch, but actually, no regrets. I Google her. And what is my first ever LA friend's background? She was in the, 
I feel so bad saying this because she's a really good person. And it's, it's like, I'm really not trying to draw up drama. I'm really, is I now I think this is bad that I'm saying this, but I'm just going to say it because it's really important to my origin story of LA. She was in the sex tape with Minnie Me. I said it. She was in the sex tape with Vern Troyer. You saw Austin Powers. You know what I'm talking about, okay? And that's hard. You know, that's hard to face that that is the first person I met. And honestly, that sucks for her that that ended up being a thing that she had to experience. And I think I don't know where she's at now. I don't know what she's up to. I hope she's thriving. But I think for me in that moment, it really changed things because I was like, oh, we're not in Kansas anymore. Everywhere you go, everywhere you look, everyone you meet, they might have been in a sex tape with mini me. And I got to tell you, I thought it was awesome. I was like, all right, we're in business. Like, People are living their lives here. People are not just sitting at home waiting for the opportunity to find them. They are, they are here in the city and they are making their lives happen. And we, I definitely stayed in touch with her. It wasn't like I found that out and was like, Oh my God, she's tainted like some fucking misogynist asshole. No, I was like, who cares? I think that's cool. I think it sucks that she went through this weird experience and like, obviously it's like, kind of embarrassing for whatever reason. But I I was like, respect. Like, you pursue your dreams. You get lunch with a strange girl that, you, that stalked you on Twitter. Like, I like it. So that's my, or, my LA origin story. And I often wonder, I'm like, is that why when I first moved here, I like started to be gravitated like towards... I was more gravitated towards like porn stars and became friendly with porn stars because I was just like, oh, that's just like organically what's supposed to happen to me because it's how it started. So anyways, I like porn stars and fairies and princesses. So sue me. And I do wonder if when I was in Italy with my hot girlfriends, if I actually subconsciously believe that they're my Barbie dolls. I don't know, but it's very possible. Okay. Oh, let's do segments. And let's actually start with a new segment today called the Hold Me Accountable Corner. I have, I'm asking for a lot of accountability from the universe today. By the way, like, I'm really not holding back. I, I, like, I'm sharing my most embarrassing, like, and my best tips too. Like, they're coming because I just really feel like if you're, choosing to spend your time listening to me like I'm giving you my best and also there's no gatekeeping anymore for me because there's just not and if you're here it's the we're the olive garden if you're here you're family okay I need to be hold held accountable and I think this that you guys should also ask the universe to hold you accountable for this as well which is to stop saying 
Two words. Obsessed and excited. Everyone, everybody is saying these words too much. Everybody across the board, we're, myself especially included, obsessed and excited are disgusting words. They've lost their meaning and they make you sound stupid. I'm talking to myself. You is me. Anyway, I have two alternates ready. Instead of, instead of obsessed, I'm going to say intrigued. And instead of ener, no, instead of excited, I'm going to say energized. Now that one is stolen from the Kanye documentary. So, you know, I know it's a controversial time to be like stealing from Kanye. Shout out Adidas, but, um, intrigued and energized. And I definitely would say if you have other options, definitely, uh, reach out. Let me know. You can always DM me on Instagram, my personal account, or um, at my pleasure podcast. Okay. So intrigued and energized. Yes. Obsessed and excited. Hell no. Segments. Wait, I literally didn't write down an anti-sadness. That's so messed up. Oh my God. Okay. We'll get back to it. Taste of the week. Very important, vinegar and oil. I'll tell you why. Because in Italy, everything tasted good because everything came with a big bottle of vinegar and a big bottle of oil. And I knew I liked vinegar and oil, but now I really know that I need it all the time on everything. And we'll throw salt in there. I'm definitely a a person who doesn't utilize salt appropriately in life. Like, I almost feel like the reason I've never liked my own cooking and I've only liked restaurant food is literally just because restaurants use salt and I don't. And it's just because I've never been that into the taste of salt. But I think it's just because I'm stupid and I didn't know I liked salt. So that's way too stupid and way too revealing for how stupid I've been. <gasps> Negative self-talk. No. No, I'm so embarrassed. Okay, taste of the week, vinegar and oil. Bitch, you better believe I'm going to be adding a big-ass bottle of vinegar and oil to everything I'm eating. We're talking salad. We're talking, I think that might be it. (laughs) What else do you add vinegar and oil to? I'm drawing a blank. Like, I'm getting Chipotle for dinner tonight. I don't think I'm going to put vinegar and oil on it, but maybe I will. Ooh. Okay, crush of the week. I'm so excited for this. My crush of the week is someone who I actually have a crush of my life on, who is so my girl crush, my, it's so embarrassing too. Like, I think it would just make her cringe if she heard this because she'd just be like, you're creepy. And Dave has often been like, you should not idolize your own peers. It's weird. And he's definitely right, but I don't care. I'm not going to stop. My crush of the week is Natasha Legero. You guys, I think she's so cool. And I just so happened to sit next to her at a wedding this weekend. And it was Benji's wedding, uh, my Alone Together co-star. And thank you, Benji, for sitting me next to Natasha. I just... I just think there's no one cooler. Like, she's so smart. She's so fun to be around. She's so funny. And 
I just get energy from that. Like I get energy from being around cool women that energizes me. And I literally watched her hosting a show called That 70s House on MTV in 2005. It came on after Real World Austin, the only real world I ever watched because I was watching it every week with my new boyfriend at the time in high school. And we watched the 70s house show after. Natasha was the host. She was so cool. And she's just been cool ever since. I just think like, I just think when a a woman is so open, like, okay, I'll tell you this. Our other friend was there and he was being so annoying, literally just complaining about the New York subway. And we were all like, can you shut up? And Natasha like didn't know him that well. So she just was like being polite. And to see someone I respect so much be polite to someone I respect so little, I was like, wow, life lesson, you know, like, I need to be more of a Natasha. I need, well, not to my friend John, but because he was just complaining and it's like, who wants to hear that at a wedding? But I think it was a cool thing to see like, hey man, sometimes people are just going to complain and it's like, you just got to be open-minded, I guess. But also, I want to put up with that shit. It's boring. Okay, top five-ish this week are the, what is, oh, oh my God. Okay, it's the top five favorite vibes of desert culture this is inspired by the heat wave we're currently experiencing here in los angeles it's been 105 the last like three days which i know isn't even like touching where deserts get like i know in arizona and stuff it's like 115 whatever i gotta say i was really hating on the heat wave but now that I've been living it I'm kind of like I could I could be down I could desert vibes like I think there's something to it for me and I'm going to tell you the top five-ish reasons why okay the first one is waking up really early and knowing that you just like have to accomplish all your outside tasks before it gets too hot we're talking like 5 a.m to 8 a.m being your window to live your outdoor life. Like there's something very romantic about that to me. Like, you know, romantic with myself, not like with a partner. But like getting a 5 a.m. iced coffee and walking is such a thrill to me. I just feel so productive. I feel so energized. I love how it feels. And so I'm like, okay, I could be down with that. Early morning have to get your shit done before it gets too hot so you're like forced to do it anyway next is being outside at night and it being warm I think a warm night is kind of the most magical thing on planet earth it's dark outside and it's warm you're in a tank top and shorts like yes you're getting eaten alive by mosquitoes who cares it's the best feeling on earth it's dark outside and you're warm what more do you want? Next, I kind of like the challenge of having to stay inside all day. It's kind of like this, this mm, group 
effort of like, okay, everybody, like gather around, like we're in this together. We all have to stay cool indoors. And like, I don't know if it has a vibe of like a snowstorm, but the reverse, you know, like when it's blizzarding out and you can't go outside and you have to be cozy and you drink your hot chocolate and there's a fire and you're under blankets and you're stuck inside. It's the opposite of that. And I love it. Why do I love being stuck inside? I don't know what psychologically that means, but there's just a thrill to that. I think being trapped with other people is very thrilling to me. Can you tell I grew up so lonely that I wanted to be so hot outside that Dave can't leave the house and he's stuck inside with me? And like, obviously the fantasy of this, like three friends are here and no one can leave. Okay. Actually, now I just want the blizzard version because that's more fun because then no one can really leave. Um, and then the last for top five-ish, I think there's only four today, is the top, again, top five favorite vibes of desert culture. Last one is you can break a sweat easily by being outside. And so it's like really easy to get glowy and cute from sweating. I'm a person that doesn't sweat easily. I'm not flexing with that. I actually think it's unhealthy and not good because you're not getting your toxins out. But when I do sweat, I, I, you just get prettier. Sweating makes you pretty. So all you people who complain about sweating, yes, I'm talking to you, Kalila. Like, it makes you prettier to sweat. It literally makes your skin glow. Have you ever, bitch, have you ever done a hot yoga class, you come out of there, you look like you just got a $300 facial. You look so good. And so when you're in the desert or in a heat wave and you just go outside for five minutes and you come back in and like you're dripping in sweat and you look cute, I'm so sorry, but that rules for me. Okay. Now, the hot girl homework this week is something we already talked about. It's dropping negative self-talk. So your hot girl homework, should you choose to accept, is to every time you hear yourself saying something bad about yourself, whether it's out loud, in your head, to someone else, notice what causes it. Just kind of try to stop it dead in its tracks just as an experiment. Because hot girls, they don't do negative self-talk. So... We're trying to be more like hot girls here, slowly but surely. Lastly, you guys, I told you that I would tell you what a mystery dinner is, and I did not forget. So last week I mentioned mystery dinners. Here's what they are. I invented them. A flex. I'm flexing. Look at me. I'm, I've evolved so much in the last hour. I'm so amazing. Okay. A mystery dinner is a thing that I invented for Dave, which is where I pick out a restaurant that I know is going to be really a special, fun experience for him. And I don't tell him what it is. I just tell him we're doing a mystery dinner. And I, on the day of, I'll probably give him like three hints throughout the day. And then we go. And he always loves it and he always is happy with it. Now, mystery dinners, some people are not eligible 
for a mystery dinner. You know who's not eligible, ironically? is the girl who invented them, okay? I don't want to go on a mystery dinner. I don't like surprises. I don't like no not knowing what's on the menu on the way there. Like, I don't think mystery dinners are for me. But I love to put on a mystery dinner. Like, I, in fact, I wish I had more people in my life I could do them with. But Dave is kind of the perfect person because I know his taste so well. And he is so down for a surprise. He is so down for a new fun experience. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> Who likes new fun experiences? So weird. So that's a mystery dinner. I think especially like... I think they're really good for people who are like in a long-term relationship, long-term friendship or, you know, family member, be good person. Like, I think it's someone you want to know really well, because again, if someone tried to take me on a mystery dinner, I, there's no world where it doesn't go wrong. There's no world where I don't end up crying. There's no world where I don't end up screaming at someone. Like, I actually, I'm not really a screamer, but we'll say pout, pouting or angry or, stick to my stomach. Like it just, I'm not eligible. Okay. And that's just the way it is in life. Sometimes you're eligible for things and sometimes you're not. Okay. I'm short. I wasn't eligible for a lot of rides at theme parks. And maybe that's why I don't like roller coasters. I don't know. But the one time I did go on a roller coaster, I felt like I literally would rather jump off to my death than stay on this thing because this is hell on earth. (sighs) So now you know what a mystery dinner is. And maybe you know if you're eligible or not. I'm not. Dave is. It works. Okay. I didn't prepare an anti-sadness. And now I'm like, what would my anti-sadness be this week? What is it? I want to say it's oil and vinegar, but that is the other segment. Um, You know what? Oh, I know what it is. And it's... It's not a perfect anti-sadness because I don't think it's easy to do. And I don't really like the idea of your anti-sadness being something that's like a challenge or hard. But hey, maybe it should be. I really want to put my phone on airplane mode for an hour a day and just do other stuff. I just want an uninterrupted hour. And that doesn't mean that those, that doesn't happen organically, you know, but I want to like designate it. I want an hour where I'm unreachable, where I'm not looking at my phone at all. And I'm, it's just me and my thoughts. And I'm, maybe I'm writing, maybe I'm reading, maybe I'm walking. I guess I already do that, but I want some airplane mode hours this week for anti-sadness because I think going within and like learning about myself and how I feel and I think that's good for me I think that keeps me from I I know it seems like that would lead to a spiral but I think it actually protects me from spirals so I sound really anxious this week I'm really not oh my god defending my anxiety that's so pathetic Okay, just want to make sure, is there any other important... I think that's it for this week. I And I also think that everyone in LA should absolutely 
be disgusted with me that I low-key am enjoying the heat wave. Like, I think you guys should kick me out because I think that's just, it's just unacceptable. Um, but that's it, you guys. I really appreciate you joining me tonight or wherever you are, whenever you are. This is becoming quite the outlet for me. And I, again, please share your feedback. I do want to know what do you love? What segments? What do you want more of? Um, let me know what you're liking and I will place my focus there if I, if I so choose. Um, but you guys know your hot girl homework. You know what a mystery dinner is. We've accomplished a lot and I, I think something that I would love to see is I would love to see people making TikToks inspired by this podcast. I don't know what that means. And I think that's up to your creative interpretation. Um, but that is, that would be my love language. Cause I love watching when people will stitch my videos on TikToks and, and TikTok and kind of like build off of an idea that I put out there. To me, that's, I, lo- I just love that. I really appre- appreciate the people who do that. So, and I've seen a few of you guys do it already and I, I'm really loving it. So I wish I had some sort of like, oh, I know how to sign off. I'm on tour this fall. Um, Austin, Phoenix, Portland, Seattle. You can get tickets at estheronice.com. I look forward to seeing you guys. Thank you for being in the My Pleasure fam. I'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place.